Welcome to episode 29 of Teach Me Tiger. Yeah. I mean, I'm like schlepping around with kids and like my coat is all ripped and I'm wearing like fucking farm boots. Sarah? Uh, you know, we get our coolest, most interesting pals. Yeah. And they're like, they're experts or not. <laughs> and we get them to teach us shit. Yeah. We, we want to know about some stuff. You guys want to know about some stuff. You guys know about some stuff. You guys also know about stuff. We so want to know about it. We want you. <laughs> like the American <laughs> Army poster. We want you. We want you in bed. No, on yeah. our podcast. In bed. In bed. Hey, also, yeah. If you're you're listening right now and you're like, you know what? I'm fucking interesting. I know some shit. You you bitches should interview me. <laughs> <laughs> fucking drop us a line or whatevs. Yeah. You Teach know? me tiger podcast at gmail.com. That's our line. Drop it. Like it's hot. Yeah. And tell us. Be like, yo, I know so much about succulents. You know, are you interested? We'll be like, we'll no, be like, probably not. not. Really. <laughs> <laughs> but reach out to us because we're always looking for new people. That's true. And uh, fresh blood. Yeah. For our uh, sacrificial pod. pod that we sacrifice so- someone every week, uh, every second week for you. Little known fact, we have a huge feast at the end of the recording mm-hmm. where um, we eat you. We eat you. Our guests, that is. Be our guest. Be our guest. Something, something. Oh, put our cooking to the test. (laughs) Something fun, guys. Um, You know how we have Mel. Hey, Mel. Hey, yeah. You know how we have merch now? Yeah. You know how we have, like, buttons with our own faces on them? Yeah. Um, Something super cool that I realized. Yeah. If somebody gets a button with our face on it, they can say that we're giving them face. That's right. We want to give all of you face. Yeah. I want, I want, I want me and Mel to just give all our listeners face. And you can get both Melody and I. We can give you face at the same time. We can give you face at the same time. Might get crowded, but it'll be fun on your jacket. We're nothing if not fun. Yeah. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. So today we have Erin Rashan of Highland Gem Farm. She's a real Highland gem. She is a gem. She's really lovely. She's really lovely You're and love smart her. and fucking funny and cool and tough. Is it inappropriate for us to talk about how she's super hot too? She's so hot. Hey Mel, how was your week? Yeah, my week was good. What'd you do? Oh God, I don't know. We went to, uh, Sarah and I both went to this like women in business thing, which is super cool. We're going to make some circles with some other women in business and mm-hmm, do mm-hmm. some business that's cool business it seems sort of promising uh actually we should talk about it a little bit because it could be 
some a good resource for a lot of our listener. listeners. It's called Paro. Is that right? P A R O. And it was mm-hmm. a program started mm-hmm. up north to uh-huh. com- connect business women in remote communities with resources to help mm-hmm. them make their business thrive. So like direct quote, no woman left behind. Yeah. She was like, we would take a little tiny airplane. We would hop on a skidoo. We would take an ice road. No woman left behind. And I was like, yay. <laughs> And they meet with you, and they're like, what, what do you see me doing for you? Like, what do you need help with? And I'm like, uh, everything. Like, I don't even know. And she's like, do you have a, did you, like, have a business number yet? And, like, have you registered? And I was like, what? And so she's like, okay, I'll do this with you. <laughs> so, so if you have a business idea, if you already have a business that you want it to make it grow, or you're, mm-hmm. like, shifting it, um, Call these people. P- yeah. par- par- Paro. Just look it up on the internet. Look it up P-A-R-O. on the internet. And they're it's all fucking, over. It's like women helping women. They're all over Canada, right? Ontario. Ontario. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're in Ontario. Yeah. So if you're not in Ontario. And they're up north. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're based in Th- Thunder Bay. Right. But Kieran, she's been just hired. She's out of Ottawa. She's so, so cool. spreading Eastern. She's nice. got a nose piercing. Yeah. And she's cool from the Sunshine hair. Coast. Is she? A lot of experience with cooperatives. Very mm. sexy right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very sexy. Mm-hmm. Very sexy. Kieran, mm-hmm. you're sexy. So there's that. And then also I wrote some press releases and we made it into the local paper. In the paper. Hey-o. You I- were in the paper too recently, Erin. Just young women in paper. Wow. Mm-hmm. We're, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, congrats, guys. That was great. Thanks. Nice. Yeah. Good article. Thanks. thanks. Short quip. It's great. I, I think submit. we should introduce you, Erin, because oh, yeah, let's, you're, let's you're chatting you're with here. us. You're here. <laughs> you're here. No, we want you. Quiet. We want you. No, it's good. Yeah. This is Erin. Hi. Erin <laughs> <laughs> How was your week, Erin? Anything fun? Oh. Exciting? Yeah. Strange, unusual, spooky? Oh, wow. Man. Thrilling? <laughs> now anything you I do didn't is expect gonna be question. like, uh, the, the week, the weeks are good. The weeks are always good. Well, days are getting longer. Mm-hmm. And you must be busy because we're getting into spring here. Totally. Yeah. Things are getting quite busy and I try and pack in a lot. And this time of year, not only am I kind of organizing the season and talking with customers but i'm also trying to plant things and i still work a f- uh, off-farm job so it just it's, it's busy just and then i try busy. to be social <laughs> yeah and get outside because it's spring and enjoy uh anyway it's been good but highlights of the week there was a house concert in not too far from where i live out in the country in a just outside of a village called uh, mcdonald's corners house on the mississippi river yeah and it was a guy from toronto or Two guys from Toronto came and played kind of folk stuff, but it was just like, it was great. It was a uh, very, you know, touchy feely in the sense that he was very intimate and vulnerable with the um, audience and exchanged a lot. And it was all very, you know, he recited a whole Bob Dylan song by yeah. heart. It was just like, anyway, it was. Do you remember his name? Corin Raymond was his oh, name. And I can't remember Corin his Raymond. his backup buddy was, but he was excellent on guitar. Cool. Yeah. Anyways, that was fun. I would nice. like to go to that. That super fun. I don't have to go to town. I'll go see some entertainment. I I want to go to a house concert. Yeah, I forgot how intimate they are. Like, I was like, this is way more, must be cha- more challenging for an artist Yeah. to do a house show than like a, a big bar. show. Yeah, yeah, than a big show because you yeah. can kind of tune out of the audience and look to the back room. But we were like right in right there. Space, so. You're like at I a could, party. And I could see him shaking even, you know, like that's how close it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's fun. 
my pregnancy was uh, announced. My pregnancy with Eli was announced at a house concert. You guys who listen to the podcast probably have heard of him. It's Jeremy Fisher. He's a Canadian musician. He's on CBC all the time. Yeah. I think he's Juno Award winning. Oh, yeah. So we were at a house concert at their house and Jeremy Fisher was playing and there was this song. He was like, I'm going to play this song like for my mom or something about like moms and my daughter, Penny. I was only like fucking three weeks pregnant or something. So I wasn't telling people. And my daughter, Penny, was like, my mom's pregnant. And everyone there was like, oh, my God. Like everyone we knew was there. I was like, "Okay, cat's out of the bag. I'll put this drink down. (laughs) <laughs> Someone take my smoke. Oh Jesus! No, not really. That's one of my but favorite maybe. stories. Ever. <laughs> Penny Moon. Oh my Penny. god! Oh, thanks. We're making duck prosciutto. Oh nice. We're Greg slaughtering that he was supposed to slaughter today, but he's going to slaughter tomorrow. And yeah, we're making duck breast prosciutto, and it's nice. fucking easy peasy. It's nothing. A little nice. salt, S- salt, <laughs> and thyme. Awesome. Exactly. That's it. Yeah, like all my favorite things. Salt and time. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but like TikTok, not like mm, time. Oh, time and time again. Mm. Mm. That's where Greg and I met. I was just going to say, isn't that where you and Greg met? Time again, foods and catering. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Did one of you work there? Or we just both like- did. Oh. I used to serve him a sandwich every day. Mmm, panini. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Show me your panini. Ooh, yeah, that's because we it. locked eyes. <laughs> we locked eyes over the panini grill. And she was like, "Damn, sizzling." He was like, "Damn." <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that. That's awesome. <laughs> uh-huh. And we had lunch together every single day. And, and didn't he take up smoking to hang out with you? He took up smoking to hang out with me. <laughs> yes. So you're welcome. I get. I've, there's like. Quite a few guys in my life who've taken up smoking to hang out. With yeah, me. right. <laughs> like, well, we're gonna go out for a yeah, smoke now. I and thought like, it was gross before I met you. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh huh. Now it's sexy, right? Oh, isn't that terrible? I think it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. It's a stage in life. It's yeah. great. Smoking's the best. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Do you have anything to say about your week, Sarah? Oh. Anything thrilling, other than our business networking meeting? <laughs> Thriller at the villa. What happened? What happened? I used a calendar and wrote some important dates down. That was I know. exciting. So no, Great. nothing. I'm Aaron. ovulating. I'm ovulating. Oh, sweet. So, so sweet. everyone likes All me right. better. Did you notice how much everyone liked me yesterday? It's because I'm ovulating. You were on fire. I was on fire. They're glowing. Yeah. Nice. I was just dropping eggs. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Little lady like yelled at her car. She's like, I love your jumpsuit. <laughs> I've been known to wear a jumpsuit once or twice. Jumpsuit, jumpsuit, a mechanic's jumpsuit, jumps, jumpsuit, work jumpsuit, 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 a jumpsuit, 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 jumpsuit. I love it when I'm ovulating, except for it hurts. But I just want to like bone everybody. Totally, everyone looks yeah. amazing. You're like, wow, hey. flirt with everybody. Yeah, you're outgoing. My hormones are still like adjusting from babies, and I'm not getting the super strong ovulation hormones. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping with spring it'll come. But mm-hmm. at that party at Heidi's house, I was ovulating so hard. I'm not going to say on air, like all of the people I was attracted to. And I was like, oh my God, that's so-and-so. Oh no, what's happening to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I try to chew it and like, your hormones, hormones. It's just, it's just hormones. hormones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Enjoy it. <laughs> well, it's like those people who Won't use be here for the, long. um, whatever method where they like keep track of their shit and yeah. Like, yeah. have sex and don't use condom. They're like, oh, I just don't have sex when I'm ovulating. I'm like, well, what? 
<laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. what's the point then? Like, that's the little, like, that's the dessert cherry. Yeah. Is that you get to bone when you're ovulating. Right. Yeah. I don't really want to do it when I'm not ovulating. Yeah, like, there's, like, a period of time that I'm like, let's do it. And then yeah. a period of time where I'm like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> Meh. Speaking of that, do you want to reach into Melody's yeah, box? Speaking of ovulation, do you want to just Cue do the a little box. checkup? Cue <laughs> box. Let's check it out. It. See what's going on in there. Scooch down. Scooch, Scooch. down. Okay. Scooch okay. down. Just spread your knees. Uh, roll, roll up your sleeves. sleeves pull, pull up your socks. Reach on into Melody's box. Icebreakers. Every uh. time Greg sings that last note... Sarah ovulates. Yeah. She drops an egg every time. Every fucking time. <laughs> Would you... Speaking of smoking. Would you rather be completely invisible for one day or able to fly for one day? Oh. Oh, my God. That's such a good question. Those are, like, my two favorite things. <laughs> mm. Anonymity and flying. Probably flying. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a lifelong dream. So many, yeah. so many dreams at yeah. night are flying, right? Uh, and those are the most memorable. I don't remember my dreams often. So the dreams flying. So yeah, for sure. Flying. When you dream of flying, mm -hmm. how do you do it? Yeah. How yeah. do you take off? There's, it's actually just like a launch thing. Like it's like I just lose all of my weight and I can just launch myself just and jump. I start soaring. It it's not like a building. It's like from ground level, just mm -hmm. jumping and like higher and, and higher. And do you styles. like fly or is it like, um, long leaping totally flying sorry yeah. wow yeah yeah, yeah i mean how high <laughs> over buildings and landscapes for sure yeah like hot air balloon kind of vistas when i work with it feels wow. like wow yeah. <laughs> i'm afraid so fun. are you guys afraid of, i'm not also not a very afraid of heights so it's a, um i'd be really afraid in a hot air balloon oh, just seems stupid you're you're <laughs> flying through the <laughs> air that. with fire yeah <laughs> what could go wrong in a as balloon a, as a kid i'd I'd see hot air balloons from my like backyard and mm. I would climb to the highest point I could find and like yell at them. And if I, if they uh -huh. wave back at me, it was just like, Oh my God. The best day of your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I always, yeah, exactly. I always was like the like hot air balloon chaser. I was like, Oh, there it is. Have Let's you go. been, have you been on one? No, I haven't. I lost that dream. <laughs> Do you want to go on one? Uh, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> I wouldn't say no, but it's not something I'm seeking for sure. There's a somebody who's got a small like water plane park not far from where I live on a lake, and I'm just waiting for the day that I like pass by at the right time. Yeah, on my bicycle, and he's like, "Hey, want to go for a ride?" <laughs> yes, yeah, I do. Yes, I do. Pretty old guy. <laughs> so I'm, I'm manifesting that one. Cool. That you'll go by on your bicycle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then your bike will just lift off like anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that yeah. is what's gonna happen. Yeah, flying for sure. How about you guys? Am I allowed to ask? Uh, flying. Yeah, I think probably flying. Yeah. Like, what's the point invisible? Whatever. Yeah. What's the you point can just, invisible? Like, you can almost make yourself invisible with how you carry yourself and dress yourself. Like, you could yeah. make yourself pretty anonymous pretty easily. Totally. Not truly invisible. My, like, but... nightmare is to be invisible. Ah. <laughs> That's the worst. Just worry about that because I hear people say, like, you know, women over 40 mm -hmm. are, tend to be fairly invisible in society. And yeah. I think of, I'm just thinking about that. I think, I've thought about like, well, that. It's a real thing. So yeah. I don't know. I certainly don't get noticed like I used to. Okay. Already. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I'm like schlupping around with kids and like my coat is all ripped and I'm wearing like fucking farm boots, you know, like totally. I'm not dolling it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Might mm -hmm. be different if I tried. Having kids is different too. <laughs> yeah. 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 
I oh, think totally. about that. I, I went through a period of time before I got pregnant with Eli that that actually started like stressing me out. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? Like mm-hmm. p- part of who I am is like what I look like and how people perceive me and like and what people wanting me. to sleep with you. People want to stick it in me. <laughs> Whatever it is. But, <laughs> but I don't worry about that anymore. Like, Number one, you realize that it's just a different, like, group of people who notice you or whatever. Like, yeah, okay, the 20-year-olds aren't going to want to, like, bone you anymore. But you don't want to bone a 20-year-old anyway. (laughs) You know, like, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, your peer group ages with you. Totally. And also, it's very liberating. Like, as someone who's gone through a lot of, like, changes you know, going through, like, cutting off all my hair and wearing jumpsuits all the time and, like, going out of my way to be not, like, quote-unquote attractive in that typical Mm -hmm. way. It's fucking... It's like... Yeah, there's a certain almost, like, invisibility. Like, people see you, but they see you just as a person instead of, like, a sex object. Mm -hmm. And that's really great. Totally. And now I don't have that worry. And I'm, like, back to putting on makeup and experimenting with, like, femininity coming from a totally different place. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. So let's all shave our heads and get a jumpsuit. (laughs) Oh my god, I just like described Auschwitz. Yeah, right? (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Took a dark turn. So, how do we feel? Uh, Ice broken? Still icy? Mm -hmm. I feel good. good. I feel like a spring thaw. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Because I'm damp and smell like dog shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst day of the dog bombs. So much fucking dog shit. (laughs) Icebreakers. Should we get into our chat? Let's get into it. Let's do it. Okay, Aaron. We're gonna we're gonna start off with a heavy hitter. Whoa. Why are you a farmer? Did you always want to be a farmer? Or like did you take a sort of twisty windy path to get here? What happened? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um I actually was born in Saskatchewan and I grew up in Saskatoon in Regina and I knew nothing about farming. <laughs> I had no farming. Well, I had friends who were farmers or of farming families, and we would go party out at their farms and their, you know, gravel pits and stuff. But like, yeah, out of their I never pits. like sat in a combine or was in a, like a livestock barn or anything until I moved to Ontario. Did you uh, cow tip at these parties? <laughs> no, I don't even remember like chasing cows or like looking for them in fields or like you know the classic romantic sunday like in a pickup truck no seat belts like driving down dirt roads mooing like, at cows mooing at cows or ready you know like I, I read that is classically yeah, romantic it is you know <laughs> like taking electrical tape and writing stuff on cows and everything what? you know that's awesome yeah and just like anyway that <laughs> shenaniganery that. was not part of my childhood which is super unfortunate so so yeah i didn't really have a connection to farming until i moved to ontario and at what to- age I think it was, I just turned 18. Okay. Yeah. University of Guelph, undergraduate, environmental science. Oh, and cool. Guelph is, you know, one of Canada's foremost agricultural colleges. So that mm-hmm. became food and, and farming sort of took over the landscape of like my education. And yeah. And they had such a nice farmer's market there. It was like, you know, you leave home, you're like buying your food and. And uh, so I started going to the farmer's market right downtown. It was year round and it was just thriving and beautiful. And it really like really filled my soul. So mm-hmm. uh, basically in university, I just got into some courses and studying farm like land use issues around farming and buying food from farmers and then growing food. And then it's like such a rabbit hole. And then yeah. I then I dropped out of university and started farming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
my god! <laughs> uh, Dropped out of school and became a farmer. Yeah, classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like it's a pretty unconventional path to quote unquote become a farmer if you don't come mm-hmm. from a farm family. Right? So yeah. I'm I'm what they say a first generation farmer or new you know new farmer. So I had to sort of maneuver by making connections with farmers. There's formal internship programs but i chose to always have jobs in some sort of agricultural capacity so started with spin farming which was uh urban agriculture in guelph growing in people's backyards and development sites cool. selling through a, a community supported agriculture so did you say spin farming yeah spin which is like a small plot intensive I don't know what the N stands for. <laughs> Spin. But it was, it's actually a guy in Saskatoon who coined that term who grew a ton of salad greens and high value crops in the city for restaurants and market and made a buttload of money. So wow. he kind of started this model. So yeah, becoming a farmer was like a self-discovery who I was in university and then got into growing food and the community that surrounds growing food, especially on small farms. Uh, it's really youthful. It's very healthy. Like, yeah. Anyway, so. It was like fun folks, fun, open-minded folks. Totally. Farms. And just like dirty people and people who are just <laughs> doing stuff and building weird things and just, you know, it's sort of dovetailed with anarchists and, you mm-hmm. know, it, it, it kind of embodied a lot of different social groups, which felt really cool. However, as far as my experience has been in the past 10 years, is a pretty dominant white, mm-hmm. <laughs> privileged, also community of people. So that has, I think, some interesting commentary to have in, in society. Yeah, for sure. I mean, are there programs in place oh, to yeah. bring diversity oh. into the farming Sorry. community? I don't know. I feel like we should go further with yeah, that. We should. It's important. Sorry. Yeah, there is definitely, especially in the non-for-profit sector. And we see a lot, we see most folks who are coming from other countries immigrating to Canada are, are going to cities. So there's a lot more urban mm-hmm. agriculture um, and uh, non-for-profit farms around cities that are working with people from different countries to be able to, for them to grow for their own families, their communities, whatever culturally appropriate food. Um, as far as like the, the local food scene, for sure, markets you're seeing like, you know, Asian greens with like salads that have like 10 different types of wicked Chinese varieties that people are, are growing uh, just outside of cities and bringing into small markets. So the farmer's market is really the platform for that as far as like the larger food system. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that has developed in a way to allow, allow for that, it. Yeah. But again, that's not my experience so far. And I'm pretty small scale, really direct marketing. So right. my experience has been really just in rural Ontario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is pretty dominantly white. Which is totally <laughs> yeah. dominantly rural white. Ontario, yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We grew up in Stittsville. Mm. Uh, like I grew up in Elmer and then we moved to Stittsville. And my little brother is Haitian. Mm. And he was the only black person in Stittsville. And like in maybe in his school. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, what the fuck is this place? What's it like? What's his life like now? Did he, has he stayed in he, the area? He still lives at home. Yeah. yeah. He's 24. He just yeah. came out. He's gay. He just yeah. came out this year. Wow. And he just cut off all his dreadlocks and he looks like a million bucks. Whoa. So. Big changes. Big changes. Good but yeah, he's still there. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. We're all figuring it out. He likes it. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. I wonder but. if he'll move to a big city and, like, really discover himself. Ugh, I hope so. 
He hasn't even been to a gay bar yet. I'm like, Connor, Connor you're gonna love it. His life is about to. The twenties yeah. are about to get awesome. I bet yeah. they were really shitty up till now. He needs yeah, to like were. fucking move to Toronto. That's yeah. not that far. It's only four hours. Everyone from Perth ends up in Toronto. I it's don't know true. why everyone from Stittsville wouldn't. Also, they don't. They should. They go to Ottawa. Oh well, he should go to Toronto. It's like the more rural you are, the bigger the city you have to go to. Yeah, yeah. I remember. So working in my garden with. I rent, uh, so I rent farmland to grow vegetables on a farm. And the family still lives on the farm and they have a daughter who's in, her, uh, she's maybe 19, 20 now. And she came to help me weed in the field one day and, I, but she had already moved away from home and was living in Ottawa, working at Sears department store, mm-hmm. living with her grandmother in Ottawa. And oh, wow. I was like, so, Robin, how's your life? Like, you know, leaving the farm and moving to the city yeah. and working in an apartment store. And, you know, she was just out of high school at that point. I was like, what's it like in that, in those conditions? And she's like, it's the best. <laughs> and I was like, God damn, that sounds like my worst nightmare. Yeah. I feel like I, you know, city kid going to the country. It's a real, like, you got to do that. You know, yeah. city kid goes to country and loves her life and, or their life and, and, and country kid. Who's been goes restricted the whole life goes to the city and lives it up. So. I always wanted to move to the city. Mm-hmm. And Greg, like, hates that idea. I'm like, it's cool. When we retire, like, we'll move to the city. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, when we retire, we'll move, like, deeper into the woods and <laughs> be completely self-sustaining. He's like, ew. Did like, he? when I'm done with kids and all that shit, like, I don't want to be fucking breaking my back. Like, I busted my ass. Yeah. I'm ready to, like, live somewhere where I can wander down to the farmer's market Buy my little fucking food for two instead of six or however many people are in my family. Four or five, six. 47 yeah. people. 48 people. <laughs> uh, and like go to coffee shops and catch shows and hop on the, the tram. Oh, I miss coffee shops so much. Mm. Like just grabbing a Cuppa. coffee. I didn't even, I don't even usually get lattes. I just get like a coffee, but getting mm. a good coffee and it's not the coffee you have at home, you know, like okay. different flavors of coffee yeah. all the time, seeing different faces, and you people see with like cool people? tattoos and yeah. cool clothes. Those, and-, and you're like, whoa, fun. I miss that. I want to go put on shoes. I know public transit's the best too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and you keep pretty. like a book in your purse and you can just sit somewhere and read or pretend to read when you're actually just looking at all the people. <laughs> well, that's it. We don't have to use it every day to go to work <laughs> or to get around. So yeah. for me, it's so novel. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. It's so We're fun. Fun. Just watch people. Yeah. Public transit. <laughs> I actually hate the bus. A lot. The oh, bus is the worst. The worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my kids get excited for it, though, so. I, think, I, don't, I don't think all of my kids have even been on the bus. We brought our kids to Walmart this winter. First time. First time. <laughs> and they were like, this is the biggest building we've ever been in. Like, they just fucking couldn't <laughs> believe it. And then... Later on, we took them to Bayshore yes. Shopping Center. <laughs> oh, my God, Aaron. Like, I thought they were going to fucking die. They were they just go like, in the elevator? What the fuck <laughs> is that? Like, couldn't. They, they didn't even know something like that existed. Yeah, we went in the, we went on like the, the escalator. Elevator? We went on the elevator. The food court. <laughs> we went to the food mm. court. Like, it was nuts. Oh, they were just really so many thrilled. things to look forward to with kids mm-hmm. <laughs> wait till they come to ikea with me ah oh. oh, shit fuck i love ikea ikea's great for kids who kidding yeah, yeah you can just so many lose beds. them for a while <laughs> on purpose yeah <laughs> Bye. ballroom go Ooh.
so this will be coming out April 11th, <laughs> which is my Aunt Laura's birthday. Happy birthday, Laura. Happy birthday, Aunt Laura. Happy birthday. We love we you. We made you a podcast. She's she's our <laughs> biggest listener. <gasps> I think she does listen. Does she? she? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, anyway. Aunt Laura. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, April 11th. So what should people be planting now like is there anything that people should be putting in the dirt or should people people be starting stuff inside definitely don't be putting anything outside okay uh the rule of thumb in this area is don't really put anything out that's sensitive to frost before may 2-4 which is at the pretty much at the end of may at the end of may but that's more like your cucumbers and tomatoes and stuff you could maybe put your like um even onions yeah, you can if get a pretty warm. still pretty heavy like frost or freeze okay. overnight freeze which would be detrimental. Detrimental. So usually I think that like the earliest I've ever forecasted to seed in the spring is like mid April, like April 15th on and that would be like peas and onions. Okay. Uh peas are a really uh hardy crop that you can plant first thing and they can take a few frosts. But yeah, I usually wouldn't until mid-May plant any like carrots or beets or or tender greens or anything. Is and then at the... What about pretty, spinach? Can spinach? I plant spinach in, you know, uh, like, mid-April? Like, yeah. April 11th, no. But, like, in, like, like April 20th, we'll say. Totally, yeah. If it has... Like, one of if, my firsties. If, uh, yeah, a big thing, too, is, like, soil temperature for germination. You need to have uh-huh. a certain soil temperature. So if it's still really cold, if there's ice and all that kind of stuff, then it's going to have a hard time germinating. And sometimes they can rot if it's a really wet spring. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing to think about that might be a disappointment. And you can't control those factors. So right. generally, that's why, again, May, you've had enough time for the soil to warm up. And, and, um, and if there's one thing that I've learned... Uh, farming is to really let the soil dry out because if you start working the soil too early then you can really ruin it like it does need to really? dry up enough because otherwise you like squish it and it loses its whole structure right. um, oh. and that's mostly when we're thinking of using machinery and tractors and stuff okay. that are quite heavy but even for home gardeners it, it goes a long way if you can let your soil dry out so it's nice and fluffy with good tilth before you plant it and because the, the plants just do a lot better mm-hmm. yeah yeah we're kind of in a rush because we're like it's springtime but i really try to encourage people to like get out and harvest like wild things you know look like cool. the nettles are coming up and the dandelion mm, greens and there's like wild leeks and there's fiddleheads and there's all sorts of wild things you can forage first thing in the spring which are really good for us uh, and quite tasty and then you know hold off till planting till the end of april uh, is there but, stuff that you'd recommend people be starting inside yeah, in April? To yeah, yeah, plant the f- flip side May? of that, for sure. Yeah, you should um, be looking at getting your your tomatoes started, for sure. I've just started mine last week. And, oh, my God. Yeah, it's a, and, but I'm, I'm also trying to grow for market, so, you know, I'm trying to get things. And you'll be using a greenhouse, maybe, for yep. some of this stuff? Totally. I'm okay. using a greenhouse to seed my onions, and I've even started spinach in trays, and... Oh my goodness, celery, kohlrabi, all of these so things. So you seed your onions? You I don't do. do like a, yeah. Isn't that a double year then? Or is that garlic? Garlic you could do too. Well, if you plant onion sets, which are like the mini bulbs, which is what you buy at a lot of nurseries or, yeah. or greenhouses, those are like in their second year. So they've okay. been harvested in the fall, stored, and then you're growing them in their second year. Okay. So sometimes they go to seed. Some people have seen that where they don't produce a bulb, they produce flower. Yeah. And same thing with garlic. You can do a double year. You can plant garlic in the spring and harvest it in the late fall and you'll still get garlic. But I do start onions by seed for two reasons. One... I just like the quality. There's some varieties that um, 
just size up really nicely. Uh, they store super well for me. So wait, if you start from seed, you still get to harvest it this yeah, season or yeah. whatever? Usually end okay. of September is usually when I can start pulling and, the ones that dried up. And sorry, you also said that you can plant garlic? Yeah, if you, if in you, the spring yeah, and get did, garlic in the fall? Totally, yeah. I mean, I've never done it, but I know <gasps> of people who have done it. So if you missed your window, you know. Yeah, if, if I always came, do. Yeah, uh, you can plant it in the spring. You just can't harvest it until November or something. Wow, oh, yeah. cool. Experiment. <laughs> uh, and onion seed, uh, also the only way to get organic onions true, um, I don't think you can get certified organic onion sets because they, they're a heavily sprayed crop because... Oh. Onions uh, are tend to be super weedy, and and uh, so anyway, so to get onion seed, I think you can only get onion seed organic, organic, onions. yeah, to start from seed, actual onion seed instead of sets. Huh. So that's it. I didn't know that. That's so, so cool. Just how I learned to grow onions. Mm-hmm. It's also nice to start things early, I guess. If you have the space, yes. If you have the space, yeah. If you don't have the space, you can just plant sets, and that's super easy. And you can plant them in April at the end of April. Okay. Mm-hmm. You mentioned foraging. This yeah. is an off-the-cuff question. But do, can you think off the top of your head of any, like, resources for people who might be interested in learning about what they can forage? Because yeah. for most people, like, you've kind of got your ear to the ground in terms of food. <laughs> you've got your ear to the ground. For yeah. regular folk who don't know anything about foraging but are interested in it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you it, recommend just like Googling or is there a book that you? Yeah. Shoot. I don't have, I shouldn't, I don't have any titles in the top of my head, but I have got a couple wild edible harvesting books that are, okay. are geared to either North America or Ontario mm-hmm. specifically that do a really good job of outlining, like identifying species. So they are choosing the right type of species of, right. you know, fiddleheads, for example. There's a lot of different ferns, but there's only one type of ostrich fern. So it's really important that you get other out with somebody who really knows what they're doing or right. a really good ID book if you're going to be foraging. But, you know, dandelion greens and nettles, those are pretty common yeah. in, in our backyards and in our wildlands. Oh, so good. And so good. super delicious. So yeah. So, yeah, either going out with somebody or finding a good book. The internet is a great resource right. in a lot of ways, but there's just so much information and, yeah. and misinformation. Like misinformation. Yeah. <laughs> so. There's going to be, actually, I'm going to plug Cordwood Yay. Studio. Oh, awesome. For those of us who are kind of local or in Ottawa, we have a, st- a place out here, the Cordwood Studio in Brook Valley. Yeah. Zoe Lianga runs it, and she does all these workshops. And I happen to know that one of them coming up is with a past guest, Dr. Sean Yakimovich. Oh, cool. And he's doing a couple where you go and, like, learn to forage wild edibles or, like, herbs and stuff. For healing and whatnot. I think it has something like building your own medicine cabinet. Mi- oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So check cool. that out. Gang. So he's going to be out here? Yeah. Oh. At the I want to go take studio. a workshop with Dr. Sean. Yeah. yeah. That sounds awesome. Dr. Sean. Sean and on. Yeah. Yeah. Have I have a question, a quick yeah. question, yeah. Uh, a throwback to Ooh. starting your seeds indoors. Yeah. First of all. Is there a resource that you use or when you first started kind of farming or that you would let someone know about? A list of like when to start shit. Like it's so much information. I tend to have to read anew every time Mm -hmm. and then try to find resources every time. And it's like, when do I start this? When do I start that? I just want like a fucking chart. Yeah. That's like April, start this. I'm pretty sure that West Coast Seeds out of Victoria or somewhere, West Coast Canada, uh, in BC, they have a great chart that I've seen circulated 
online somewhere that you can pick up and okay. it has like yeah you know timing probably soil temperature that would be a great thing what you are can we we are zone five which is our i can't remember how many frost days. i'm really not a technical farmer <laughs> we should bring in chris <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> he knows all this information but i think zone five and then there's like a a b and c depending on like you know a an hour north of us here is like a whole other different. Colder, yeah, it's yeah. colder by weeks. Uh, so yeah, it's really, good eh? to check out what's what hardiness zone you're in, which just means how many frost free days you have in the season. Yeah, we're almost southern Ontario. Yeah, I so I started farming in Guelph, uh, growing vegetables specifically, and then when I moved up here, I was like, I thought it was going to be way shorter of a season. It's not at all. I would say I'm pretty well on par. And even because yes. I have, you know, we have cohorts and social media, we can see whatever's going on at yeah, our right. friends' farms. Yeah. And like, they'll have, yeah, they'll plant their tomatoes too early in the greenhouse and get them and have damage. And I'm like, oh, mm. we're fine up here. <laughs> even in, even, the, you know, I live in Elfin, which is a small village half an hour north of Perth and where I farm. And I'm kind of on the top of a hill and I mm-hmm. have, I have, a longer growing season than people in Brook Valley or McDonald's, oh, Orange, which is within 20 minutes. Yeah. Just because of my location. My <laughs> garden on yeah. my property is like down yeah. at the bottom of a hill. Yeah. It's the only place I could put it. Right. And I get frost hits my shit down there that doesn't hit my shit yeah, fucking right. 20 feet away. Yeah. So there's sort of a Damn. guideline, but yeah, you kind of really get to know your piece of land. Uh-huh. It has all its different features. So. So if we are not growing our own food, but we want to be responsible human beings, <laughs> how can we shop for produce affordably and responsibly? And Is responsibly. that a thing that we can do? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'm going to plug farmer's markets because yeah. that's where sort of I started my business and continue to grow my business and connect with people. But I have found, because we don't have a year-round farmer's market here in Perth, I go to the grocery store if I need to pick up apple, you know, any other produce that I don't have at home. And I'm shocked at the prices. And it could really? be that they fluctuate in the summer because I'm I'm not really in the grocery store much mm-hmm. in the summer. But the prices of produce are more expensive or on par with the prices that I charge at the farmer's market, for example, for vegetables. And I'd say my vegetables are even on the high end of the price at the spectrum. Yeah. 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 People are charging less than me at the market for their produce. So definitely head to a farmer's market. I think you'll really find value and, and food that's been grown on a smaller scale or, or locally. Um, tends to have a lot more flavor than something that's and been nutrients. shipped. And nutrient, yeah, something that's been shipped from Spain or, or California. Right. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. I do a little program actually at uh, the after school program at the table in Perth. I'm a guest there and I do like a taste testing where we buy grocery store food that's comparable to food that I grow. And so I bring my produce in and then compare it to the grocery store. So the kids can just like, t- we just develop taste language. Yeah. And just like, can you taste anything different and texture wise and everything? And I think that that even adults, we should be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I actually uh, brought my chickens in there last year. Oh, cool. And we did a taste test with the eggs and yeah. the kids unanimously preferred my eggs to and the I grocery store. You have great eggs. I yeah. do have great eggs. <laughs> Yeah, so actually that's one thing I'd love to write to the paper about is just this nice little article to be like, so grocery store prices versus farmer's market prices are not that different. And this is the value and quality you're going to get if you just take the time. It's the convenience thing, right? Totally. I think also, I think that probably a lot of people view the farmer's market as like a boutique sort of shopping experience, which it is in a way. But like coming from, like I used to manage a boutique shop in Toronto 
more expensive than other shops for sure. But you go in there and like the customer service, the connections you make with people, it's a similar sort of thing. Except in your case, mm-hmm. it's not a giant price jump. Yeah. Maybe not a jump at all. But I think people maybe are intimidated by it being kind of like yeah. higher end produce. Yeah. yeah. Not totally. higher Totally. And it's the biggest thing I kind of, I think I'm like, why isn't everybody buying from farmers? Like, this is weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes sense. And a lot of us, yeah, it does make sense. But I totally recognize the convenience factor. Not a lot of people have time right. to organize themselves. And that's totally. I very, never make it to the farmer's market. Yeah, it's, ever. It's very, hey. very reasonable. Hey, Erin, what can yeah. people do if they don't want to come and pick all their own produce out at the farmer's market? That uh, you're maybe doing this year. Oh, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> She's like, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, wow. Uh, yeah. So if, yeah, if you, if you like your Saturdays or you're busy on Saturdays, you can, um, join a community shared agriculture program in your local area. Uh, so for myself at Highland Gem Farm, I'm running a small and it's community shared agriculture is also known as a CSA. That's yeah. more commonly how it's, um, how it's seen. And you get your veggies every week or every two weeks, depending on what, what size of box you want or how what frequency. Um, yeah, so you can pick it up during the week, usually in the afternoons or evenings, and it's a little bit more convenient. And then it's it's farmer's choice, so it's whatever right. is freshest um, and most delicious and and peak at that time. Uh, and it changes a lot through the season. So I, as a farmer running a CSA, I try and keep a lot of diversity. In yeah. The so yeah, and then you learn because you'll get things that you would never pick up at the grocery store yeah. at the farmer's market, like those watermelon radishes. Are you watermelon radishes? Kohlrabi is one that a lot of people don't ever yeah. pick up. Yeah. Yeah. Colorful things. Colorful mm. tomatoes. Mm. Colorful radishes. Colorful greens. Mm. I love those fun I'm tomatoes. I'm so hungry for salad. I know. I know. Okay. We're all all right. Fresh green. Speaking of meat. Is it okay, okay to, to eat, eat meat? meat? <laughs> of course it is. I was just talking to my friend in, who lives in Toronto Island this weekend. I was like, so you eat meat, man? Like, what's going on What's going there? on? I, I hear it's confusing <laughs> these yeah. days. Uh, whereas uh, as a farmer living in rural, again, rural Ontario, uh, surrounded by uh, animals and livestock, it is totally okay to eat meat. And again, I just advocate for finding a farmer. They're around you. And if they're not... You know, if you're living in the city and you don't have access to direct farms, then go to the farmer's market or go to the butcher and ask. Because getting meat um, from animals that are raised on small scale, generally on pasture, Mm -hmm. all that, you know, pasture-raised, ethical, either organic grain or, you know, GMO-free grain is what I advocate for, Mm -hmm. is very accessible. You just, again, it's not necessarily a convenience thing. And And definitely it's more expensive. When I go to the grocery store and see what cuts of meat go for oh my god it is nothing it is yeah. <laughs> pork and beef is it's so, so cheap it's scary pork especially <laughs> really disturbs me it's yeah. like um my parents bring it's us really pork cheap. up once in a while yeah. for like costco or whatever yeah and it's like fucking like six bucks for a tenderloin like as big as my leg and yeah. you're like what yeah hey what, what animal did this come yeah, from yeah <laughs> like how is it possible <laughs> so that kind of bewilders me i'm really disconnected from like what the what you know what 
where the animals are raised that are for Costco or for mm-hmm. uh, big contract grocery stores and stuff. So that for me is kind of obscure other than what I see, what everyone sees is like um, documentaries on feedlots mm-hmm. and animal rights yeah. um, campaigns and how horrible it is to eat meat and raise meat. And so we're, we're pretty disconnected from that, especially in Perth area. There's not, there's really none of that going on around here mm-hmm. as far yeah. as feedlots. Um, and what I see is small farms raising like a few animals and a surplus that they can sell to their neighbors in their community, which mm-hmm. is the best way to eat meat. And I advocate for, you know, tons of vegetables, but eating meat's not a bad thing. Yeah. yeah like just not. you eat less meat so yeah. that the meat you eat is quality meat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't have to cut it out of your diet. I think my friend wrote an interesting article about this sort of gendered cultural thing around meat and how guys want to eat a lot of meat and grilling and barbecuing. And I think that's a really interesting conversation more than like, should we eat meat or should we not eat meat? And, mm-hmm. You know, the Canadian food guide that just came out said, yes, meat, but less meat and more vegetables and more, yeah. you know, legumes and other plant-based proteins. But also like there's this weird thing in society about like men needing way more meat than women. And I just think that that's an obscene notion that we mm-hmm. just need to talk about yeah. <laughs> and say yeah we all need we all need protein and it's okay to eat meat and there's no reason for yeah, one like meat doesn't mean man yeah one type of person to have more meat mm-hmm. than another for example so mom bringing out the big steak to the dad and giving everyone else a little piece yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck mom. and then dad mm-hmm. dies of a heart attack bummer good job mom we hear food security come up a lot. Yeah. What does that What's mean? that mean? Yeah, food security. Yeah, so food security. Food security is basically just uh, looking at poverty and looking at how people not having access to food, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call that, like, food, food insecurity. insecurity. Uh, and so we're struggling as a society for everyone to have access to food and nutritious food. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's what they, they've built subsidies and food banks and different institutions to address food insecurity so that people can access it. Um, but I think we really need to go beyond thinking about food security, uh, and that being a goal and thinking about food sovereignty and food sovereignty is the capacity for a nation and a people's and a culture to grow their own food. And so food security still relies heavily on a model of imports and exports and not empowering people with the capacity to grow their own food, especially culturally appropriate nutritional food. So we really need to, I think, move away from the model of treating food insecurity as a problem and, and start empowering people with being able to, to grow their own food and yeah. access food from, yeah, it's actually like, what are we doing with our landscape here? We should be growing food. Mm-hmm. And that means like indigenous nations as well, be able to grow food on land that is their own food instead of being fed from a system that says right. they should eat certain things. Right. And uh, not just indigenous, but it, it, any people's. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Does that answer the question? Food yeah. security. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah totally. Check out food sovereignty. I think that's, and that's the language we need to be using as well. Food instead sovereignty. of saying, oh, it's we- like teach a man to fish. Totally. Situation. Yeah. Teach cool. a lady to farm. Yeah. Teach a lady teach to a farm. Dang. Teach your kids to farm. Yeah. 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 All Get that. your kids involved. Yeah. Save seeds. Grow food. Eat food. Okay. Say I'm a novice, and I am, and I want to get into growing my own food. 
and I have a small plot, like a four by ten or something, like one garden plot, mm-hmm. two parter. What should I plant based on like ease of use for a novice? And like what's going to give me the most bang for my buck? Mm-hmm. Including like, a, is there stuff I could keep over winter or whatever? You mm-hmm. know, like what's, yeah, what's going to give me the most bang for my buck in a small space if I only want to plant a few things mm-hmm. um, and that I can do as a novice? Everyone has a different culinary palette but for sure i i really recommend herbs and salad greens oh man like those are things that you can plant several times so it's a lot of satisfaction because you're planting salad greens maybe like four times a year and so you get this fresh crop that you can cut and come again a few times uh the homegrown tomato the Mm. homegrown carrot those are things that are kind of quintessential uh, beans are a really easy one that and they are, don't take up a lot of space. They don't take up a lot of space. Yeah. So things you can trellis, which means you're going vertical on some sort of structure. You can do pole beans. You can do tomatoes. You can do cucumbers, uh, and you can do peas, which are just mm-hmm. really nice fresh things that you can have in salads. Mm-hmm. Um, so things that take up a lot of space that some people get really excited about growing, but it's disappointing because it takes the whole season to grow them, and sometimes the results aren't that great. It's stuff like broccoli and cabbage mm-hmm. they take up a ton of space if you have a only have a small space right. i recommend just and bugs really like them bugs really like uh. them so then you're messing with uh, other you know row covers or sheets or some sort of pesticide to to deal with that and you always eat that fucking broccoli yeah one. Yeah, like you find it like cooked in your pan. <gasps> yeah, and, you're like, and another thing i recommend people growing if they have a small space is flowers like yeah. your flowers. own cut flowers or edible flowers bring so much therapeutic joy. You can eat a lot of them. You have pollinators, which are really important. You know, brings bees and butterflies mm-hmm. and stuff. So I think one thing that I find farming and I try to incorporate sort of like non-economic crops um, tend to be flowers and certain things because they just they a bring a lot of like uh, biology into the garden, which help with pest reduction. And pollination services, but also it just brings me so much joy, which is what gardening's meant to be. Like you said, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And if it's not beautiful, yeah, you're not going to want to go in there. Yeah. Especially if you've had a really long day and that's the only time you have to garden is at the end of the day or on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, you want it to make it a retreat. So just grow things that you love to eat, that you love to eat and just pick and, and then, yeah, just bring beauty to the space. Um, and experiment, grow weird things too and colorful things because, yeah, you can't can't buy it in the grocery store but i think that's the most important thing it's like you can be really practical and be like yes basil for pesto and tomatoes for salads and candy and whatnot but really just focus on the things you love to eat your kids like to eat mm-hmm. don't try and get too like fancy you know growing endive or rapini and stuff yeah. that like you might like but your family's not gonna eat like right. the things that your family's gonna eat carrots peas and beans are big ones and then yeah just beauty. I had a lot of fun with pansies and nasturtiums last year. Yeah. They're so the pansies like it's the whole deadheading thing, right? Like you go in there and you harvest all of them, throw them in some salad and literally 2 days later you have that amount or more again. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Like they're so quick and so um hardy. Mm-hmm. And they the pansies lasted my nasturtiums all died after the first frost. Yeah. And the pansies lasted forever. Keep like I had pansies away. well into the cool weather. Yeah. 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 I know, it's not so a pretty. funny thing that we didn't grow up but well, I didn't grow up with eating flowers. No. You don't yeah. see it in the grocery store, but like there's so many edible flowers out there with different flavors and textures and yeah. Man, does that ever make like? Does it just fills you up? It really <laughs> like, salad full of flowers. Pops a 
plate, man. You toss yeah. a pansy on the side of your plate. Yeah. yeah. And it's not for just fancy restaurants. Like, just yeah. you know, do it. It's sort of also a, a folk, <laughs> folklore or myth. It's like you can only have flowers if you go to restaurants. Yeah. And pay a lot of money for them. Now you can eat them. <laughs> Grow those pansies. Yeah. It's really satisfying. Yeah. And they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. What are your favorite flowers to plant for beauty? Oh, man. I'm a big fan of zinnias. Yeah. Yeah. Zinnias are another flower that, uh, they're not frost hardy at all, but they grow fairly quickly and they, they, you, you can grow them in like thick hedges. And again, if you're like deadheading them, I just, you know, or picking the stems regularly, they just keep producing more and more flowers yeah. and they yeah. just are so big and colorful and they are Do you so grow them bright. From seed in your garden. Yeah. Yeah. I've been saved and flowers seed is super easy to save as well. Unlike, uh, a lot of other vegetables, which are a little more challenging flowers usually like yeah once they die you can just pick the whole head put it in an envelope once it's dried save it and seed it next year so yeah from seed outside and so those are the easiest ones but there's many different flowers and i'm experimenting more and more i think your repertoire grow, grows right you start mm-hmm. with calendula and zinnias and pansies and then you can hollyhocks i yeah. love hollyhocks oh, yeah. sunflowers who doesn't yeah. love some sunflowers, sunflowers are great so to put big. in your garden yeah yeah they yeah. bring birds in and yeah. they self-seed then yeah yeah, that's more of like, that's definitely my philosophy when it comes to farming. It's just like bringing beauty mm-hmm. <laughs> to the farmer's market table, to my table, to the land, like the general rural landscape. Cause it's mm-hmm. so depressing to go drive <laughs> in the country now and you just see cornfields and soy fields yeah. and like falling down barns. And I'm like, oh man, there's no people or life yeah. out here. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so you guys want to shift gears a little bit? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. What's next? What have you guys been listening to? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is where he busts out our phones. What was the yeah. name of that? I know. I know what I've been listening to. Um, oh. I've been listening to. Will you play? You're excited. Thing? The unicorns. I was born a unicorn. Yeah. I I don't know if you guys remember this this ditty. I I was Drum getting up? my tattoo studio set up the other day. <gasps> And I was listening to music and I was like, I just had this moment of inspiration that I was 19 again. <laughs> and um, the Unicorns. Do you remember the band The Unicorns? I don't. They're amazing. And I've started a playlist. Actually, for everyone out there, I've started a, a tattooing playlist. So if you guys have good songs for a tattoo playlist, can you send them to me? But anyway, feast your ears on... I was born a unicorn by the unicorn. I was born a unicorn. I missed the art, but I could have sworn. You wait for me. I was born a unicorn. How fun is this, right? Totally. Always a good time, Sarah. And the guy's voice is so good. So, like, quirky. So quirky. And then they yell at each other. Unicorns are dead. So I was you I was are. jumping around my basement. Nice. Like just I had my sneakers on, so they were clicking on my new floor. <gasps> and I was just like yelling at it. And Greg was upstairs in the bathroom. And he said, Can you hear me? <laughs> he was like, Wow, you really like that song. I was like, Yeah. Um so so then I went down to the unicorn's hole and <laughs> There's what just other, so many great songs. One does. Ah. There's so yeah. like so. Check out the unicorns, guys. There's one called like Jelly Belly or something. It's really good. Do you listen to Blimp Rock? I feel like you really like Blimp Rock. Blimp Rock. Yeah, I can't feel the beat. My 
Although I stay in every fucking night, so I feel the opposite of what this song is saying. That was fun. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, they're super fun. Is that what you've been listening to? <laughs> what have you been listening to? What, have, um, uh, what have I been listening to? I've been listening to actually a lot of banjo. <laughs> oh, really? I don't know. I'm going through that like roots phase right now. Um, and I listened to this great interview with Bella Fleck and, oh. and uh, Abigail Washburn. Do you know those guys? Yes. They're a couple. So good. This but so uh, yeah, Bella Fleck and Abigail Washburn, they're just like everything I've listened for them is beautiful. Um, and they're two banjo, banjo players. Yeah, they're, they're both banjo players and so... Yeah. Well, I would love to, if you're going to play a sample, play a little Bella Fleck and Abigail Washburn and it would be Blooming Rose. I was born out to oh. this earth, green grasses often my birth. Blue heaven shelter me deep beneath an evergreen sky. I withdrew from the light of the sun for walls became my home. I could feel my body grow weak with every passing <laughs> She was a Doesn't really fit a comedy podcast though. <laughs> <laughs> it's so beautiful. <laughs> Oh my god, her voice is incredible. Yeah, it's so pretty. Anyway, I'm just yeah. in that like spring thought. Yeah, Banjo. yeah this yeah. totally feels like waking up from a long winter. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, you I, know, I heard this album. I'm like, I could listen to this over and over, <laughs> and I will, and then I'll get over it. Yeah, and then he'll never want to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, summer, exactly. He'll be like, Oh, that was summer 2019. Yeah, yeah, or spring 2019. How about you, Mel? What have you been listening yeah. to? Well, another mm-hmm. band that I feel like. Feels like waking up from the winter. Mm. Do you guys know the Morning Benders? No. Okay. no. I'm going to play you a song. The Morning Benders. Cool. <laughs> I like that. I love a good Morning Bender. <laughs> yeah. I actually, the song, I considered it for like our wedding song when we were walking down the aisle. But if you listen to the lyrics, he talks about like feeling the bones of your body. And I was like, you know, for the old folks, <laughs> I probably shouldn't blast that while we're walking out. <laughs> I know. After this, can we play a clip of the song that I fucking begged, begged, begged for to be our first song? Yeah. And Greg said no. Okay. I begged. Like oh. months and months and months. Now you've got your own show. Put it up. We're going to get remarried. <laughs> and we're going to play it. For new. Oh, it's so hopeful. It's like kind of, um, it makes me think of slow dancing in the 50s or something. Yeah. This type of music. <laughs> So this song's called Excuses. So it reminds me of uh, a little bit of like Ween the Blue album. Yeah, mixed with like fifties. What was your song? That. Are you looking it Hold up? On. Danger, high voltage. Oh, oh. <laughs> bye. 
Danger! Danger! Danger. Uh, is it like Scissor Sisters? Yeah. No. No. When we touch, when we kiss. Electric Sisters. Electric Sisters. They were about the same time though, right? Yeah. I don't know this. Well, this is Electric Six. Danger. Yeah. It's my desire. What's gonna do when we keep starting fires? It's my desire. It's my desire. Danger, danger. And Greg wouldn't do it. <laughs> no, we had, had a whole dance, and he was like, "No." I love to see this live. I saw so them fun. live. Oh. It was so fucking boring. Oh. Really? <laughs> Unbelievable. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, I it hate that. Shocking. I hate that so much. When we, touched, <laughs> when we kissed, when we touched. No, I went to go see them. I was so excited. I dressed totally crazy. Like, I wore just tights before tights were a thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, But they were actual tights, and they were, like, fluorescent yellow with, like, colors splashed all over them. And I had, like, this crazy jacket that was, like, insane. And I put, like, crazy eye makeup. Like, I had, like, a... A band. A band yes. across my face of like fluorescent yellow. I was really fluorescent yellow and I had like wild shoes and I was yeah. just like, I'm fucking doing this. Yeah, yeah. And we showed up. It was in Ottawa. Nobody else was dressed crazy. The band was dressed like just normal, boring, like jeans and a shirt. And he kept just like talking about the Sens and like hockey and then like talked a bit about like the government because we we're in like the capital city oh, geez. and like that played this still. show that was like he looked fucking bored as hell Ooh. it sucked i was like what the fuck and yeah. i was like this freak yeah nobody else was being a freak so i like quadruple freaked it up yeah I'm yeah like, well <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have to <laughs> hump at strangers yeah <laughs> that is so <clears throat> disappointing yeah, yeah. <laughs> they weren't having it that's that's my own show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's so disappointing. Awful when you really connect with music and then you go to the live show and you're like, wow, oh. that's not. I just thought they'd be I such don't connect crazy with that freaks. At all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, we thought maybe like they were a couple days, I think they'd played in Ottawa two days. Like we just thought maybe they just weren't feeling it that night. Like, it was and just I think a bad that's night. fair too. Like Jesus, you know, I think yep. it's hard to like, tour put all the time. Energy, right. Put the energy out, even though you're yeah. no Ottawa, And Ottawa, my experience going to see show in, in Ottawa is not the most oh inspired. Like guys, dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can't tell you how many shows Greg and I have been to that we're the only people fucking <laughs> dancing. We're like aggressively dancing yeah. around because no one's dancing. Yeah. You're like smashing into people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> trying yeah. to start the pit. <laughs> so should we move on to plugs yeah let's do our plugs all right so you can find the podcast at teach me tiger podcast on instagram facebook and pinterest I'm going to be pinning some really cool stuff after this discussion, you guys. Ooh, like check foraging it out. and mm-hmm. there's infographics on everything on there. So I'm going to find pics. some good ones. Yeah. Sarah keeps saying we're going to put nudie pics on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. It's probably not accurate. But For sure we're going to. Not our. <laughs> just our favorite nudie pics Sell of it. other people. Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> and our website is at teachmetigerpodcast.ca. Erin, where can we find you? You can find me on uh, Facebook and Instagram. I have a website, Highland Gem Farm. Uh, and dot com or dot ca? Dot ca. Thank you. Yeah. Highland Gem Farm dot ca. Highland dot gem dot farm on Instagram. Nice. And also at the Perth Farmers Market, May to October. 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. does it start? When does it start? May 12th, which is oh, Mother's so Day early. weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Where there'll be lots of foraged things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also my CSA pickup for those of you who want to get vegetables from Highland Gym Farm, but don't have you time on the weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can uh, sign up for our CSA through our website, highlandgymfarm.ca. And the Tuesday Tuesday evenings are when you're going to can pick up your vegetables in Perth. Sarah, Sarah Wright, where can we find you? In my basement layer. I moved from the podcast basement to my tattoo basement. Yeah. Um, you can find me at just the tip hand poke tattoos on Instagram. You can find me Sarah Wright on Facebook. You can, if you yell loud enough, like if you say my name, say my name when no one is around you, say baby, I love you. <clears throat> if you ain't running games. That's where you can then find say me. my name. Then say my name. <laughs> so and then I'll answer you. If you're in the grocery store, if you yell Marco, I'll yell Polo. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's then a you fact. Can get your tat. <laughs> then you can get your tat. Melody Starkweather, where do we find you? I'm at melodystarkweather.ca, and links and to cool. all of my social stuff is there. Mm-hmm. 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 Check it out. Check Aaron, it out. Thank Check you so out. much for coming thank on you. the podcast. Hooray. Oh, thanks for having me. This was fun. I really enjoyed this podcast. Yeah, this oh. is great. I yeah. feel like we talked about a lot of stuff. I mm-hmm. learned some stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm inspired. Idea. To garden. <laughs> Good timing, yeah. And thanks to everybody for listening. If thanks, you'd like guys. to support the show, we're on Patreon at patreon.com slash teachmetigerpodcast. And it also really helps us if you tell your friends about the show. And of course, rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We love you. And remember, Remember, it's a jungle out there. (laughs) 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 Teach me, Tiger, how to tease you. Of course it is!